Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're here. We're locked. We're loaded. First off, before we really get going here, we got to say a big shout-out to the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. Graduating college today, so congratulations, good sir. Yeah. Um, I walked, and then I got a call said, hey podcast today yep pretty I much said, dang it yeah okay. i'm going to indiana over the weekend so we're recording this a couple days going early. to a hoosier game god no no i we have a wedding oh yeah it's terrible that's not as fun not even close no now it's gonna be a solid four and a half hour drive for you boy so if, if basically if we didn't reschedule i was gonna have to leave the hotel at like 6 a.m to get back here in time <laughs> so i was like maybe that should have been the play i, I could have got a tired rob and then maybe just maybe i could have got him to say Stafford's not that good. And hey, like in, a, in a daisy never. Phase. I, I I dream and in my mind or in my sleep, I'm just saying, I love Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me um, and Luca. Yeah, it's like, exactly. uh, I love white men <laughs> who don't jump. Someone's gonna cl- someone's gonna clip that. Be like, yeah. Uh, we got a loaded show for you guys today, though. We're gonna be talking some Pistons. We got a Jared Goff conversation once again this week. We got a quarterback conversation as well that I'm gonna throw. My you know, Jared Goff is a quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we got we're gonna talk Jared Goff specifically because he is the the quarterback for your Detroit Lions, and then we're gonna do another quarterback segment that I'm gonna throw at Mike here, and then we're gonna be talking uh, some WWE news as well. So lots of stuff coming your way, guys. Next week, next week we are gonna be doing um you know kind of a best of. We're not gonna be really doing any like new stuff, but we're gonna be talking you know best moment of the year for you sports wise. Who is your who is your professional wrestler of the year? Do you have an MVP? of the sports world, all that kind of good stuff. So get to thinking now. I'm going to forget, and then we're going to do it. <laughs> my, my answer's going to be the same for every single question, regardless of question. It can't be Luca. He didn't wrestle. <laughs> I saw him wrestle Devin Booker to the ground in the Western Conference semifinals. So lots of good stuff coming next week for the uh, f- special Christmas edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. So, yeah, so when are we going to talk about this Final Four? So we'll talk Final Four probably as well on that show. <laughs> we're gonna at least preview it, but <laughs> okay, we're gonna—I cool, mean, cool, we're, cool. because we got to throw that in there because obviously New Year's, right? Yeah, and all that I mean, good stuff. So we're gonna throw that in there, but I don't want to—I don't want to just do that because it's only really two games, right? And there's only so much you can talk. Yeah, it's about. not twelve yet. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have the full bracket or anything like that. And right, as much as people want to hear us talk about how good Michigan's gonna beat TCU, at some point we're gonna go, okay, we got it. Like, yeah. you know, we understand. Yeah, I think the big debate is going to be this Georgia Ohio State game. Yes, correct. I agree with that. That's going to be a lot more fun. And Georgia's sitting there like, "What the hell? How did this happen?" That's... <laughs> They're getting punished for being a good team. Michigan's like, "Yeah, we're two. <laughs> we're not as good." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is coming next week as well. So uh, lots of good stuff coming. But here we go. Let's jump right in, though, Mike. Let's talk Pistons first this week. We we haven't talked about them much. Um, as we go into Christmas, right, it's kind of our, our barometer, right, going into into the Christmas break here with, you know, where where are the Pistons, right? Are they in contention? Are they not? Are they – what are we looking, right? Um, there was a lot of optimism going into the season, and that is completely out the window at this point because your boy, Cade Cunningham, he's out for the year. Um, so, Mike, I don't know where to begin here. I, I feel like the last two seasons I've gone on – or this, this season and the season before when they actually – drafted Kate I went in 
thinking, oh my gosh, finally we're going to be seeing meaningful basketball. And instead I've seen a total of 12 wins in two years. So tell me exactly what I'm supposed to be feeling about this Pistons team. Am I supposed to be watching for something? Or is it really at this point are we just tanking for the Frenchman? Because, like, what what am I supposed to be looking at? Because this is bad basketball. I'm I'm excited that, like, a guy like Killian Hayes is finally coming out and balling. But at the same time, Shadik Bay can't shoot anymore for some weird reason. And Dwayne Casey is just like, no, 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 I'm good with running the same things over and over again knowing we can't score. So tell me how I'm supposed to feel, Mike, because I don't know. I don't know, and I think this is going under the radar for a lot of people because, A, Kate is out, so I think a lot of people are like, if they already haven't tuned out, they're like, hard pass. And then also, with the success of the Lions going on right now in the NFL season, I think people are so tuned in to what the Lions are doing from from a state perspective, and with Michigan being in the Final Four, potentially winning a national championship. You're and like, the wings not and, being terrible. Yes, and the wings. And we're going to talk wings in a couple weeks here, but I kind of want to wait until after Christmas to get to them. But So there's a lot of things that are like, let's just not pay attention to that. And I don't think anyone's going to really care until Dwayne Casey gets fired in the offseason. Yeah, I think I – think, so I've always just had a fundamental problem with the basketball season in general. Yeah. I always wish the basketball season would start – on Christmas yeah. and do your big Christmas slate mm-hmm. and start from there mm. because generally from October to really like J- January, yeah. like it's- after wildcard weekend really yeah. is like when I actually start really watching any yeah. kind of NBA basketball, right. I'll catch a game like on a Tuesday night right. when there's no when football on, on right. and like nothing else is on. Um, like, like I don't watch NXT, so I'd rather watch a basketball game than that. Yeah, we're going to talk uh, NXT a little bit later on. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but I just think it's like, so, like, the Pistons, especially a not good Pistons team mm-hmm. or, like, a not good Red Wings team right. goes so far under the radar yes. when you have the Lions on, when Michigan or Michigan State is doing well mm-hmm. or what have you in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's hard to find things to like about this Pistons team right now. I it's think frustrating that, as hell to watch. Yeah, it's like, so frustrating. Jaden Ivey, I think, looks fine, but it's really hard to like figure out what he's doing without mm-hmm. without Cade because yep. people are kind of just like, okay, if no Cade's here, I guess we'll guard Jaden Ivey then mm-hmm. as the, like go, like who to cover in the guard situation. Right. Um, Killian's been a nice surprise. Uh, Bogdanovich is literally just the only reason the team has nine yeah. wins in general and yeah. the rest of the team is really poopy yep. so yeah. it's just like with all the other success and just how the basketball season is laid out like the tigers suck right now but like they're in the summer when like nothing else is on right. so like even if they're awful if you're home at one o'clock on a, on a, a tuesday or something mm-hmm. you're like all right well i guess i'll just tune into the tigers game because it's on Right? right, like the Pistons game. There's so much other stuff on right now mm-hmm. to where it's like I think I've only actually watched a full four Pistons game since Cade's been out because it's like I have no like mm-hmm. intuition to go. Okay, like on a Saturday I go, am I gonna go watch Michigan and Maryland play or am I gonna watch the Pistons play the Hawks? Yep. And it's a tough ass to like to get the Pistons game on. So yeah. it's just unfortunate for the Pistons, but I just think they're close to unwatchable at this point yeah it's pretty bad at this point it's kind of one of those things where like i i hate to be that guy to be like look forward to the draft and hope to god that something happens mm-hmm. in that aspect of it but i don't really know what else to say your best players out you're losing a year of development with Cade. um you're really kind of in limbo and i don't think i don't i think Dwayne casey needs to go i really do i thought Dwayne casey was a great hire for them when they when they decided to really decide to like okay 
we're tanking, yes. right? And we're going to rebuild it. We're going to strip it down to nothing and then start over. And once again, fine plan. And I think he's a good fundamental guy. Um, but you've got every you've got a whole bunch of 22 year olds on this team and you got this guy preaching patience and you've you've won 30 games in four years. It's like, I'm sorry, at some point, something has to change. You're, I'm not seeing the progress individually. I am. I see a guy like Killian Hayes finally coming into it. Isaiah Stewart, for all the crap I was giving him, the three point shooting is actually getting better. I'm going to give him credit where credit's due. But man, team wise, they're so disjointed. They can't score. They can't stop anybody. It's yeah. I, I don't know if you're failing. It'd be one thing if they were putting up 150 points a game and they were letting up 145. I go, okay, but at least their offense, you, you have something to work upon. You're not doing either one all that well right now. Yeah. And they're not even like, like they're in the tier. Like when I look at sports, there's like the like terrible tier. There's like the bad, but you can compete tier. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the good and then the like the top tier. Yeah. Teams. The championship contenders. And usually you like, you don't compete with a team that's above or below two tiers from you. Mm-hmm. Like that's just kinda like how I look at things. And I think like right now the Pistons are in that like terrible tier yeah. where it's like against the other bad teams, like they played Charlotte the other day, it was like hundred and forty to hundred and thirty four. Right. And they win in overtime, but it's like But Charlotte's sure, terrible. Sure, but they're also terrible. Like yeah. they're not in a good tier. They might be with LaMelo bad. Right. But like can compete tier. Right. But like they're not in like a good tier. Anyone in the good to top tier tier, it's like I might as well watch that game because they're just going to lose by 30. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just not been good. It's been frustrating for sure. So I don't really know. We may not talk a ton of Pistons just because. Yeah. What's there to talk about? And I, I really don't know if Victor Wanam. Wanam maker or whatever. Yeah. Wanam man. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to make that big of an impact on this. I don't either. either. Here's the thing about that, right? And we'll talk about more of this as we get to the draft, right? But, like, it's kind of a similar knock that Luca had coming out, right? It was because when you play overseas like that, it's not the same. Yeah. It is not the same. It's a more finesse game over there than it is in the NBA. I can't believe I'm saying that because it feels like anybody gets touched in a wrong place. There's a foul. But, like, yeah. It's very much a different game. You mean to tell me right now that this skinny twig of a man is going to be able to go and take the ball to you know yeah, the he rack against like, Giannis? I don't really see that happening. Like he he gives me the the Chet Holmgren from yeah. last year, where right. I'm like he's talented, sure, yeah. and he's like a, he's probably pretty good defensively because he's yeah. long and big. Mm-hmm. But I'm like when you're going up against a Giannis, can you physically stand up yeah. to the grind well, of an 82 game season? Will Jokic back you down every single play? Right. Maybe. Probably right, and that's that's just stuff because he's gonna be playing. If he got drafted to the Pistons, he'd be playing bare minimum the three, yeah. if not the four and five. Mm-hmm. All right, play the Lakers. LeBron and Anthony Davis. Sorry, you're not guard like right. Giannis and Middleton. Um, right. Kevin Durant. There's yep. a lot of guys where I go, you're just not Joel Embiid, Jokic. Oh God! Only, you're just, Yo, Joel Embiid would destroy that man. Yeah, like yeah. The, you, you, I can just name, I can go every single team yeah. almost and list off their bigs and go. I also don't think he would be able to compete with them at this point, and I don't think Chet will when he comes back either. Like no. I'm like that's right. that's just like how I feel about both of them individually, mm-hmm. and so I just don't think he'd be. I I think, and I wish we didn't draft like every guard on earth the last like three years. Yeah. But that Scoot, something yeah. something something, who's like the number two guy. Yeah, I think he'd be really Listen, awesome. But it's like we'd have like seven guards. Yeah, you get rid of Killian, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean it's what it is. You know, I but, trust. I honestly trust Troy Weaver. I do. I, I, I do trust. I him. don't. I don't really have any issue with the roster construction, quite frankly. Not necessarily, um, no. 
because they're going to have trade assets. People are already asking about Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel and stuff like that. So they're still maintaining the plan of, hey, we're going to try and trade pieces. Cade getting hurt sets them back a year. Let's be 100% honest mm -hmm. with it, right? The goal was this year for them was, hey, we're not necessarily trying to tank. We're going to try to push for that play-in-ish level. But if we lose, we lose type yeah. deal. With him out all year, you're in full-on like, well, this is a lost cause season. Yeah. For the most part, which scares me because I kind of need Dwayne Casey out of here. They need a shot in the arm coaching wise to change things up. Yeah. They they have nothing but young dudes. They're all younger than you and I. They need to be running up and down this basketball court like crazy. I will take the mid 2000 Suns offense right now. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying hire Mike D'Antoni. That's not what I'm saying. But get somebody in here like Nick Nurse did for Toronto to revitalize your offense so that we can get people in the right spot so we can start scoring. Because mm -hmm. that's what it is at the end of the day. You need to put up points in this league. If you're not putting up 110, you're not winning. needs to happen. needs to be fixed. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just focus a little bit here. Uh, real quick, I do want to hit on this Tigers note, right? We've been playing around with this for a couple weeks. But Miggy's last season, right? And we're going to talk more Tigers as the season gets on. I'm not going to talk about any of their signings because right now who gives a damn. But – um, they just signed a pitcher. Yeah, they signed Matthew Boyd. He's coming back, too. Well, so I knew we yeah. signed Matthew Boyd, yes. So, um, but Miggy's last season, mm -hmm. right? Um, we know the Tigers are probably not really going to be in contention this year, clearly. Um, we'll give you that idea. <laughs> everything that their new GM has said. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is his last year. Thoughts on the swan song, you know, as much as it's been a drain financially the last couple of years, right? He's probably the greatest hitter we'll ever see, mm -hmm. like low-key, like, you know, for power, for average, for whatever you want. Yeah. And then also, I mean, he is literally the Detroit Tigers franchise yeah. in, in so many ways mm -hmm. right now. Um, well, he's like a modern franchise. Yeah, right. Like he's the like when people think of greats, right? You're gonna think of you know Trammell and Lou Whitaker, right, and Kirk Gibson and Miguel Cabrera and Justin Verlander. Like mm -hmm. those are the guys. Maglio Ardonia is simply just for the walk off Grand Slam to go to the World Series. But like, there are certain guys you just associate. Oh, they're a Detroit Tiger, yeah. right? That's just what it is. Um, thoughts on the swan song you know does it make you want to watch a few more games this year knowing that maybe they're not gonna be very good on the field but just to kind of you know take that last you know mm -hmm. look in and just say be like hey you know tip of the cap type deal does it make you want to go to more tigers games they're, re they're renovating comeric park right now putting Ooh. some new lights in and doing some other stuff That's so nice. you know blind the opponent so they can get some more strike <laughs> Yeah, how can we asterisk this up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Stamp. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not I'm not big on the whole sentimental uh like swan song thing in sports. You weren't you weren't for the forty five minute clapping ovations for every time Kobe Bryant walked on a basketball. I court? I'm not gonna lie, not really. Yeah. Like I thought his last game was maybe Dude, the when LeBron says he's gonna be done. Yeah, but he's but he's not doing a swan song, he's just gonna like leave. Like he always does. No, yeah. I think he's gonna come out. He's like, this is my last year. Yeah. And, and even then, I think he's go... gonna pull a Favre. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna <laughs> pull a Favre. He's gonna be like, this is my last year. And then he comes back and he's, got like, he's gonna come yeah, back in two years. He, with the he average, he averages thirty-eight and twelve, and you go, maybe one more. <laughs> I'll tell you what he does every year. Is he goes, hey, this year could be my last. Oh, 40? Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, not. Right, yeah. Um, but no, like like the yeah. Kobe one, like the Derek Jeter one. I'm like yeah. all these. Like I don't just don't like. Yeah. And maybe it's because it's it does they don't do it in Detroit very often ever because they right. don't have a guy well, you like don't that. Have that guy that ends his career who's been with you forever. Yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, but I like I just like like 
I, I would probably go to some of the games, maybe even closer to the end, like the yeah. September or, or uh, August yeah. September games, just because it would be like when they're some playing of the last for playoff ones. position. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, it'd probably be better to go like the first ten because then it's like, oh, there's hope. There's hope there. Yeah. And then twelve games in, you're like one and eleven. You're like, uh. you're like, hey, we're ten games back. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Swan Swan thing is not really. Yeah. Big thing. Mm-hmm. If like. Like you said, like if like LeBron did it, I'd be like, all right, I'd go to the one Pistons game he would go to if he seven thousand dollars for tickets, ten thousand dollars in the farthest speed possible to be there for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, it's nice for him to have a swan song, but I'm not a big swan song right type of mm. sports fan. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, just figured I'd ask. You know, it never hurts. Yeah, it, it it really doesn't hurt. There's nothing wrong with having yeah. a swan song, like. I'd, I'd prefer to you to announce that this is your last year going in, which he has. Yes, yeah. like like yeah, I prefer like I prefer like Kobe gone. All right, this is the last year I'm going to play yeah. because then like going to the game, right. like when he goes to the Pistons for the last time, right. like that matters because like if like if like LeBron like if this was his last year for some reason and right. it's like oh I could have went to that game but I didn't and right. now I'm never going to get a chance to see him play live again like that would kind of suck as like a fan so I, sure. I at least I like the idea it's like okay you know this is his last year mm-hmm. so going to these games are important but like I just don't that's just not my for sure my cup of green tea <laughs> <laughs> alright let's talk some JG16 here because I think I think it's important to hit on this again. We talked a little bit about last week about how the Lions don't view him as a bridge guy, and we kind of talked about there's still a potential with you know uh, you know that second draft pick and all that good stuff. But you know after the Minnesota win, right, they've got a real chance to do something pretty darn special here to end the season. And we don't know the results of that Jets game, so you know I could be talking out of my ass. But yeah, knows? they could have lost like 34 to zero. And I'm sure immediately if they do, everyone's gonna be like, "See, I told you golf sucks," and it's just gonna be a thing, right? It just it is what it, I don't. I've never seen a fan base who started one and six so like like offended by a loss. Now I like it's yeah. kind of one of those situations where it's like, "Oh, how dare they lose a game?" It's like you're six and seven. Calm it down. But alas, here we are. Um, you know, doubled your win total from last year, or so yeah. you know, making progress. Anyway, yeah. um, hit the marks we want them to. Yeah, not in like the conventional way that I wanted them to. Yeah, like, if it, we could not start one and six, that'd be spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but. um, but I do think you know, I do think it's worth coming back to a little bit because I, I honestly think Mike, and, and I know this may be an unpopular opinion to some, and I think the prevailing thought is kind of coming out of this, where I think Jared Goff's going to see the end of his contract in Detroit. Um, I just don't see them. This quarterback class is weird, right? I don't think it's as strong as people thought it was going to be coming out, right? Um, there's a lot of questions about C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young's not going to be there, right? It's just not. He's going to the Houston. But, like, I don't know that C.J. Stroud does anything all that different for you than, than what Goff is doing in the next two years. Anthony Richardson is not ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Levis, I I don't really see what Will Levis is bringing any different dynamic than, than mm-hmm. Goff is, all that, really. Um, I think he's I think he's your guy, Mike. And I'm, you know, it's a scary thought, but I think they are really, really, you know, he's playing the best football probably of his career outside of that Super Bowl year. Mm-hmm. This is probably his second best year yeah, second as, 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 a, as a pro, right? You know, he's on pace. He's like 19 and seven right now. He's already matched just, you know, but I mean, there's one game against the Giants. They're on the red zone. They just ran it for four times. So even the stats are a little, a little bit, you know, deceiving. He's playing really good football right now. And he's doing everything that we've asked him to do. Don't do something stupid. Right. And just hit, find the open guy. Now, 
in correlation to that, I'm going to give Brad Holmes a lot of credit because I think he has surrounded him. And what, what we talked about at the beginning of the season of, man, you got Amon Ra, you got DJ Shark, you got Reynolds, Jamison Williams, even Khalif Raymond to a certain extent, right? DeAndre Swift, Jamal. There's a lot of weapons mm-hmm. on this Detroit offense. A Absolutely. lot of weapons. And you are finally seeing, holy shnikes, this is a – it's a complete offense mm-hmm. in every way, really, mm-hmm. when you really think about it. Like, the fact that they traded away TJ Hawkinson and they're still scoring 30-plus points a game, they're number five or number four in the league in points right now, they're fourth in yards. It's They're playing really good offensively right now. A lot of that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give some credit to Ben Johnson, but i got to give credit to Jared Goff, too, because he's doing everything that you're asking him to do, and he's really becoming the leader of the team. Yeah, He really is. I will say – Ben Johnson Whew. is a godsend. That man, yeah. that man calls up plays yeah. like there's no tomorrow. Let me ask you this. This is kind of off topic, okay? But so when they threw that pass to Panay, it's crazy the call that we see. Craziest call ever, right? Yeah. And if they don't catch it, how how many people are trying to get Dan Campbell fired today? See, I don't think that many though. Really? Mm-mm. I thought that, and then I thought some people were upset by the field goal call at the end of the game. I. I actually stopped watching. So, so because so they went for the field goal, right? It was like a yeah. forty-eight yard or something like that. And I was like, "Yeah, but you're only up by a touchdown, technically, right? Like you're up by eight if you don't if you don't get." It. I mean, I get it. You get the Vikings a short field, but they didn't have any timeouts. And I was like, also, I go, if you make the kick, it's eleven. The game is over, over mm-hmm. at that point. It's not a well. If we make it, then we go up by a touchdown. No, no, yeah. no. The game is over. Yeah, it's no, eleven was... seconds with with no timeouts. Yeah, and... no, I was no like. I, I didn't watch it because yeah. I, I left to go do something. But right. yeah, and like after I pretty, they got after once, they converted third down, once got it, I was like not very worried about it. Yeah, but a ballsy uh, call right there. Yeah, did you see the sights and sounds mm-hmm. from that game yeah. where, where Goff's like, "Listen, dude, Panay, when you get it, catch it, tuck it, don't do anything stupid, and fall, and fall. don't go out of bounds, yeah, and get the first." I thought that was fucking. Yeah, but no, I think I think like because I don't I, like I think there's a lot of teams. Yeah. That do crazy stuff like that. Oh yeah. That like when it doesn't work, they're like, well, they tr- they tried something unique. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily I, I that f- bad. I thing. feel I I feel like there would. And I also think like, so I like, can't believe the it. The thing is like, can't believe you're throwing a pass to your right tackle. Yeah, like I think I think even if they didn't get it, yeah. he probably would have like kicked a field goal or something. He would have made the field goal, even if he missed the field goal. They would have won the game at the end, yeah. and then it wouldn't have mattered yeah. nearly as much as if. Somehow yeah. they, I don't think they would have blown that game in any situations. So I don't think it mattered, yeah. but I just think it was such a unique call. Yeah, I thought it was, it was so great. awesome. I thought it was, it, it, it was like very Andy Reid esque with oh, all the yeah. Travis Kelsey. You stuff. know what it was? It was it was fourth down against Cleveland. Chad Henney's in the game. Like, there's no way you're throwing this pass. There's yeah. no way you're playing. You're well, because like this. they ran, they ran the same like motion thing. Like. Yeah three different times yep. and he just blocked yep. so it was just one of those like there's no way you're gonna throw this on third and seven to this guy right and then they do it and it's like oh crap here we go yeah and so i i thought it was awesome yeah for sure um, but like, anyway back to this golfy yeah. point um yes i do think he'll be the quarterback for the team no i'm not like really excited that he's the quarterback <laughs> for the team um but I do think he's deserved to be the quarterback as I, of right I, now. I, I think, think that's the difference. Yes, that is an important point that you just made because I do think like I don't he think has be... played himself into into the Lions organization saying, 
I think he's our guy. I know. I, I think I would equate it to the the Cade McNamara thing, yeah. where even if they had another backup that was good or whatever, yeah. it's like I don't think there's any way the way he's playing right. that you can go you go off of him. Yeah, right you now. go off he's of too him. hot. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's too hot, yep. and he knows the system and everything. Yep. Like even if you had the C.J. Stroud behind him, or you yep. had Trevor, like whatever name a guy is, like there's no way you can physically go off this guy. Unless he falls apart, and then right. you watch like K. McNamara that first game plays bad, JJ plays great, and then JJ wins the spot, right? Like, right. like that's what it would take. But like golf's playing really well. Right. There's no reason to get off of that spot, right? Um, however, I'm still, I'll still to this day, and going forward, be concerned about their long term, their long term playoff prospects with mm-hmm. Jared Goff at quarterback, because yeah. that's like if you want to go like. He is the reason I would I would say they lost the Super Bowl. Right. Was directly because of him because right. he can't make the throws. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo lost the NFC Championship game because he can't make the throws at the end of the game. Yeah. I don't know if Goff if golf is going in a head-to-head war with Jalen Hurts. Right. And it comes down to, all right, two minutes, Jared Goff has the ball for the Lions. Right. I'm not sitting there very confident that he's just right. going to drive right down the field and score. Right. Yeah, it's an exception, not the rule type of yeah, deal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that is the biggest difference with him and Stafford is that with Stafford, you're like, just let him score because you know they. Yes, and that's what we talked about last there. week, where it's like the flip mentality, where it's right. like if there's two minutes left and your defense is on the field, I'd be like, you know what, go all out and try, like, use yeah, all your talents, try get to get the stop because right. I, I don't trust golf to go down. Where Stafford, it's like let them score, give Stafford three timeouts in two minutes. Right. Like I'd rather take that scenario. So that's my only concern with golf. How refreshing is it? And this is the last thing on the lines before we go to my other quarterback topic for the day. But how refreshing is it that we're talking about meaningful Lions games in December? Oh, it's like the, this is the first time in show history that we've actually been talking about yeah. them in, in any context where you're like, holy shit, like they're playing like a good team. No, that's the only other time we were doing that was after that Chiefs game. Like yes, ago. that's right. The first year of Patricia. The second year of Patricia. Was it second year? Yes. Okay. Second year of Patricia. Yeah. They yeah. were like two one and one, yeah. and everyone was like going into the bye, going into the bye, going coming, into the Packers going to, game. Yeah, going to Green Bay, and then they got screwed. But it's fine. And then they got screwed, and then Stafford yeah. got hurt, and everything fell apart. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they're four and four. Yes, yeah. but or no, they were like three two and one yes. or something, whatever right. it was, and yeah. then Stafford got hurt. But that was that was the only time on the show that yeah. they had like a winning record after like six weeks, yeah. and they were like, oh, this but, team might actually do something, and yeah. then they fell apart. Yeah, but like this is like you're you got four games left. Like this is it. This is this the, is that by far the deepest yeah, they've ever done. This is the gotten. last quarter of the season where they have a legitimate chance to do something pretty darn special. Yeah. I'm gonna go out and say it right now. If I'm, I'm putting an if on here, they if they make the playoffs, Dan Campbell's coach of the year. I understand what Nick Sirianni's doing. Yeah, very think, impressive. Now, I'm not listen. I think I get this, it. I think the Sirianni. Yeah. I think it's Mike I, McDaniel. I think is a very good coach as well, right? For the Dolphins, he's really kind of turned out all the last couple games. It hasn't been great, but uh, overall, right? Yes. I would say he's done a really I, nice I would job. Say, I would give it to Sirianni for the aspect of like I don't think the, anyone thought the Eagles would be this, this good. good, right? Now AJ Brown coming in, a lot. I will never understand that trade. Ever we talked about it well, the day it happened. Well, Tennessee doesn't understand because they just fired their GM. Yeah, they don't even like. They were like, "What are you doing?" Yeah stupid anyway but it's just nice to be able to talk about the lions in the sense of hey you feel like they're actually building towards something yeah. this is this is a different feel yeah i would say a gambling wise i think if you wanted a long shot for coach of the year i would assume dan campbell i think dan campbell right now is second is he second i think he's second Let's see right if i can now. fact check that. yeah i'm not 100 i would assume nick sirian is probably first i think he is as well yes 
Let's I, see. I thought I heard something. I found Let's the Pat McAfee show. Let's see. Can I like find that. some futures? Season awards. All right. MVP is Jalen Hurts. Offensive player of the year is Justin Jefferson. Defensive player of the year is Nick Bosa. Comeback player, Geno Smith. These are all favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Coach of the year, Nick Sirianni, minus 350. Dan Campbell, plus 1,200. So they're basically just telling you Nick Sirianni is going to win it. Yeah, pretty much. Could be. Could yeah. be for you sure. You know what's crazy is uh, Robert Sala's third. Yeah. That's not crazy. Mike McCarthy's fourth. Cowboys win. And yeah. Kevin O'Connell's five. Kevin O'Connell's another good one, I would say, as well. He's done a nice job so far. Those I mean, are, they've, won, the they've won more close game. games than I've ever seen, but it's fine. Um, all right. I want to talk about this, Mike, a little bit. I, I want I want to go through I want to go through a couple quarterbacks here. We, we do our quarterback rankings every year, right? We had a lot of optimism, especially about the AFC West, right, and how that division was supposed to be so loaded and blah, 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 and it's turned out to be a dumpster fire. All those things, right? Yep. So I'm going to give you an either-or. Okay, I'm going to give you two quarterbacks in each scenario. Okay. Which one has been more of a disaster? Okay, that's what I'm going to give you. Okay. okay. You ready for this? I'm so excited okay. for this list. All right. Is this online list, or are you making this up? No, no, no. I've got, I have, no, I've just got a list of quarterbacks in front of me, okay. and I'm just going to kind of go ones, through Which that. one's worse? Okay. Yep. Okay. Which one's worse and why? Okay. okay. All right. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Now let me give. I'm. I'm a, and the reason why I'm giving these two is because both former MVPs, right, at the end of their careers, could have both been tied on new teams this year. Brady retired and then didn't. Both have clearly not had seasons they were expected to. Going in, both were probably Super Bowl favorites, right? Both look like doggy doo doo. Which one's been more disappointing? I'm throwing you a hard one right up the Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. I will say well, – if I give you Russell Wilson and anybody – Yeah, I was going to add that as a caveat if you say Russell no, Wilson. No, no, no. I, I'm Russell getting Wilson. to him. Don't you worry. Uh, I would say probably Tom Brady. Okay. Uh, I think Rodgers, even though he took, like, the biggest contract of all time, all time, yeah. uh, which isn't actually true, but, like, he took a ginormous $50 million a year contract, which yeah. he didn't really have to do. Um, they didn't really help him weapon-wise – no, they, hurt, they killed him. Like, Christian Watson's been fine the last couple of games for them. No. But other than him, it's like, all right, here's Randall Cobb. Here's right. Sammy Watkins, who's hurt. Amari Rodgers. Like, he's not even on the team. Amari Rodgers is in Houston. Yeah, yeah, he's in Houston now, so he's not yeah. even on the team. But he was, like, there in the yeah. beginning. And it's like, they're not really helping him. Like, Brady's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still. Mm-hmm. And decent right now. His offensive line sucks because yeah. they're all injured. But, like, you still got, like, Leonard Fournette as a run game. Like, I feel like they still have – their aspects of their team, mm-hmm. and he's not playing well. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, like, like if Rodgers had Devontae Adams and he's doing this, I would say Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But when you lose, like, the best wide receiver in football, it's very hard to, like, replace that. Right. So I would say probably Brady just because of weapon-wise. Okay, okay. Good call, good call. Let's go. Even though one of them's going to make the playoffs and the other one won't. So Yeah. Which right. is funny. Um, Let's see. What's been dumpster fires here? Okay, I'm going to give you two that are kind of in a similar boat, I feel like. Okay. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. Now, here's here's my logic, right? Hey, they're both in the division. Yeah. Okay. This one's not as hard. They're both – they both came in. Okay. Carr gets Devontae Adams. Uh-huh. Josh McDaniels is going to come in. Offense is always really good under McDaniels, right? Yes. Herbert supposed to take the next step, mm-hmm. right? Joe Lombardi, I think, has not helped in the slightest. Injuries at the position also have not helped. But I would not say Herbert has been 
phenomenal. Yes. Either. I would I would say this one's relatively easy okay. for Derek Carr being worse. Okay. Yep. Um I just think Herbert with literally you pointed it out, mm-hmm. you got Lombardi who's not the best coach he offensive sucks, coach dude. He's out there. Terrible. And Keenan Allen missed nine games this year. Mike Williams missed like five games. Yep. They played the Chiefs with Jalen Gutton yep. and um something Carter as their right. top two receivers and mm-hmm. it was like 27-24. I'm like, like he's like he doesn't right. have the weapon. He's trying out there. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr has Devontae Adams and we'll start the season two and seven. Okay. I I don't think that's like right. I, I don't got, I got two more for you. Okay, two more for you. Only two more? There's a lot of bad quarterback well, play around. There's we, a lot we, of bad quarterback we can, play. We can, I, I mean, we we've talked about four quarterbacks that's, in those two. That's so true. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving Russ out for his own segment altogether because it's terrible. <laughs> it's bad. Um, Let's ride. Just bad. All right. Uh, let's see here. Matt Ryan or Baker Mayfield. Now, going into the season, right, Baker going to be the starter for Carolina. He has now been cut and is now starting for the Rams. Not interesting. I'm only including Kyler. I'm not like going to include like a staffer because he's been out like more than half the year. But mm-hmm. Kyler just got hurt. Yeah. So up until the point where he got injured, unfortunately, yeah. like he did not look good. Arizona looks terrible. Uh-huh. Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to get fired. So – my thought here is two guys that were definitely trying to like, you know, Kyler just got a new contract coming off a big regular season, terrible play playoff performance. Baker coming off of two years ago, having a great playoff performance to now he's not even on the damn team to now no one wants his ass. And the Rams only have to take him because it's either him or the guy in the third row. Yeah. I would say who's more disappointing, probably Baker. Because I feel like Matt Ryan, like, he got benched for Sam Ellinger, but he didn't really do anything wrong to get benched. Do you think he was just bad because he's bad? Well, yes, he was, like, bad. Like, I don't think he's, like, he's, like, 38 now, so I don't think he's, like, slinging the ball like he was 25 all over again. He's slinging the ball just the other team. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... Also, doesn't help that your coach gets fired halfway through. So now you're playing with an interim coach who's never coached before. Like, who thought that would be a bad idea? Yeah. Come on. And then you got Baker. So yeah. Okay. Last one here. Um, I don't even know who you could put with Russell. Oh boy. You do. You you're gonna have to really reach for this one. So it's Russell Wilson, or anybody else. <laughs> because okay, of the good. disaster. Anybody else. The answer's still Russ. Let me ask you this. Let me rephrase this one a little bit. And then I'm going to give you, like, kind of an overview of give me outside of Russ. So why has Russell Wilson turned into the 25th best quarterback in football? And I'm asking that legitimately. They have the worst off. They have the second. No, they have the worst offense statistically in the football. They're averaging 14 points a game, Mike. 14 points. Now, I get it. They traded away some assets. They didn't trade the whole offense away. They traded away Noah Fant, a defensive player, and some picks. The offense was there. Now, Hackett being a first-time head coach, that's difficult. But from all the things I've read, the team is still playing for Hackett. This team is still behind Nathaniel Hackett. It's just Russell Wilson that they want to kick in the face. So what the hell happened, and why is Pete Carroll being like, I told you? See, that was kind of like I never. I thought Russell Wilson was on the decline last year. Like I would always have hope, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I, the injury definitely was like, and then he came back like eh, this is not. Yeah, like since yeah. the injury, yeah. it was kind of like you're not really playing like yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I mean, good on Pete Carroll. He was probably realized it was like, let's get him out of here. 
you got Geno Smith, who that's a whole nother yeah, rabbit hole we could go down in yeah. itself. Because mm-hmm. uh, he Geno Smith is showing his face right now uh, the last like three weeks, and it's I'm like, the it's, back to the mean. I told you, I said he's playing lights out right now. At some point, he's gonna come back. He's gonna realize I'm Geno Smith. And yeah, then... it's bad, but unfortunately, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, the really unfortunate part was that like I know they were down twenty-seven to zero. Yeah, Hail Mary, full of grace, but. They came back. They, they made were, it a game for They were second. about to make it a game, and then he almost died on the field. Yeah. And it was really sad because I was like, I think if he stayed in, I think it could have been a, like a very competitive fourth quarter game. Yeah, and then Brett Ruffin could not spot a team 28 points. Yeah. But, you know. Also, the, one of the most unfortunate facts about Denver is that if they would have scored 19 plus points in every game this season, I think they're like 10 and 2. 19 points. Their defense is good. Because their defense is well. awesome. Yeah. It's just well, that's without Bradley Chubb. Yeah. But their but their offenses so ungodly. Play. Last question, okay. Outside of Russ, because he's clearly the number one, like biggest disappointment out of yeah. the year, right? Give me the number one quarterback in your mind going into the season that you were really looking forward to, whether that's having a breakout season, continuing his ascent, um, maintain whatever whatever expectations you had, right? Mm-hmm. Give me the one guy re going. I don't know what happened, or I'm not understanding why, or man, I just we just overthought that he was okay. going to be who he was going to be. I'm going to bring this one up. Okay. And we're going to – this is going to be a – I don't think you even have this guy in the radar for this pick. Can't say Stafford. Nope, it's okay. not Stafford. Okay. Um, and I'm going to – I've got all the other starters, so. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up. Yep. Because I was actually thinking about bringing it up just now, so yeah. now you asked the perfect question for me to bring this up on. Dude, we, we're in lockstep, buddy. We're yeah. in lockstep. You, like, read my mind sometimes. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. I think one guy who, yep. unless the playoffs show me differently, I'm yep. very worried about mm-hmm. is Josh Allen. Okay. I'm with you. Yep. I'm with you so far. Yep. I am just worried. Now, they're 10-3, and three, number one in the AFC. Sure. Yep. Whatever. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. And their three losses are to three winning teams. They lost yep. the Jets, Miami, Dolphin, or uh, Minnesota. Right. right. Sure, got In that. the Minnesota game. Minnesota game. If it ever happens again, they win by 20. I'm just trying Probably, to and they lost on the road to Miami and the Jets, who are divisional yep. teams. Yep. Totally understand. Yep. But Josh Allen plays the Chiefs and is a godsend, like the perfect game you'll ever play. But then he plays like the Lions, and, and you look like, in and go, yeah. is this guy the second-best quarterback in football or like the 10th-best right. quarterback in football? Right. So... And I don't know if it's one of those things where the Bills think they're on this like pedestal where with the Chiefs, where it's like we can cruise through every game until we play the Chiefs, and then we'll really play against the Chiefs. Because for some reason, well, the Chiefs can't beat Cincinnati, so they're going to lose in divisional. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, maybe they're trying to line it up so they play Cincinnati then or something. But it's it really feels like with the Bills, it's one of those things where they give the Chiefs the best shot in the world, and everyone else, yep. it's like. Maybe we can pull it out at the end, but every game is close. And Josh Allen makes like two really stupid plays every game. There's a lot of red. He does the thing where you go, "Why is Jared Goff doing that?" He does. He does. He like he was in the red zone against the Jets, throws a pick right to the guy, and I go, "Did you just not see the guy standing in front of you that you just lobbed the ball?" It looked like a Madden play where it's like inaccurate pass and somehow goes right to the defender. It's like literally that. It's like you were out, like it was a very easy throw and you just threw it right to the defender. Yeah. I think Josh Allen. Now playoffs could prove otherwise. If they play the cheesy, he does another five touchdown game. I could eat my words on this, mm-hmm. but he's the one guy who going in, I was like easy MVP 
Yep. Might throw like this 50 was touchdowns. This to take Buffalo and go, we're winning the whole thing. Yeah. And he started the year so hot. Even though he had a couple picks against the Rams, it was kind of like. He had yeah, picks he, against the Rams and stuff. But like, they started off like four and one. You know, they, they beat the Chiefs and they, they looked, looked unstoppable. unstoppable. Yep. And then the middle of the season hit. It's like, you lost to the Jets right. after having a 14 to three lead. You blew a twenty-eight to three, or what, like twenty-eight to seven lead to yeah. Miami. Should have lost to Detroit. Honestly. Yeah, Minnesota yeah. somehow beat you. You can't take a snap. You can't take a snap. You fumble in the goal line, and then you get a touch or a safety out of it. It's like yeah. one of those things where I just think Josh Allen is like too good for his bridges sometimes. Yeah. And it worries me. Playing a little fast and loose with the football because he knows that they have enough talent to overcome. To overcome. But then they play a good team in the playoffs and you go, uh, we've turned the ball over three times. Well, no shit, you lost. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then the guy on the flip side of it is Joe Burrow. He's yeah, he's really putting it together. Good for him too. I'm glad. I'm yeah, happy, no, it's happy, happy for Cincinnati. Happy for them that they've continued. I think he started out a little rough, you know. No, that's like what nine I mean. Picks, like, like four games. Like, on the Whoa. on the flip side, if you look yeah. at the first three games, I'm like, uh, he's really regressed after the yeah. Super Bowl, and now he's like coming back. He's just come back. They're nine and four. I don't think they lose again this year until yeah. you know the playoffs maybe. Right. And it's like if they play the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah. Even if it's an Arrowhead, I'm like, I'm not really worried. It's like they beat them three straight times. They they beat them three times in 2022 alone. I know that's crazy. Isn't that crazy when you think about it? The guy I want to kind of highlight here for me is, um, I guess you know, the rust thing is just so like the rust and yeah, that's just so transparent to me. It's kind of disgusting. Um, I'm gonna kind of throw Lamar in that same Josh Allen boat a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's hurt again. Which is the injury bug is killer, killer, killer for them. Well, if Again, he if he loses the athleticism, he's he's screwed. A lot of it goes down the drain, right? Really quickly. For and him. I thought this is the year he started out pretty well, right? And I think overall, I think his passing has gotten better. Yes, but man. I don't the th- best ability is availability, and he's not, and he's hurt again. I don't think Lamar. I think the hope for Lamar yeah. was he would eventually turn into like Russell Wilson, yeah, like Seattle Russell Wilson, not Denver Russell Wilson. Dude, I'm better than Denver Russell Wilson. <laughs> I can't see over the lineman. I'm like um, Drew Brees minus five inches. Yeah, like. <laughs> like, but like I think that was Lamar. Like it was like okay, he's athletic, but then like he can get to a point where he's yes. a pocket passer right. that can escape. Can beat the- you with his arm when he needs to throw the ball. Yeah, but then he also has the availability to run. Right. which makes him super deadly. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever got to that point yet. Yeah. And now I'm worried that he might never get to that point. Clock's ticking and he wants a big contract. Yeah. He'll get and, franchised again probably oh, next yeah, year. Absolutely. And this it's... is going to be a Washington Kirk Cousins type thing where uh-huh. he's going to get paid a bunch of guaranteed money because I think Baltimore in the back of their minds is like, do we really want to, to tie our, our ship to this yeah. guy who the, has yet to play 16 games? The, the crazy part about Baltimore is all they really need to do if they wanted to was get a stud receiver somewhere and just get any other quarterback. Yeah. And, like, they're just chilling. They're the best team in the AFC. Like, not saying Lamar's bad. Like, if Lamar would stay healthy, they could use Lamar. But it's like if they got, like, there's a plethora of quarterbacks where it's like trade a couple first-round picks, get – Get your guy. Get a Derek Carr, and it's like just get a good quarterback in there with a great defense, and it's like you can just make things work. Right. Right. Who's yeah, always that healthy. Is, that is a... Um, like, if they had to, that's like a backup plan. Like, if Lamar is just, like, losing it because he's athletic, because he gets injured, right. I, think, I think it's a, not a bad play. Also, some breaking news here. I'm following a little bit on our Twitter feed. We're doing this show on a Friday night. 
Uh, apparently, um, you know the Uncle Howdy gimmick for Bray Wyatt. Oh no. Okay, apparently Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy are two different people. They didn't unveil who the Uncle Howdy guy was. Okay. But he came out while Bray Wyatt was in the ring. So just something interesting as we begin to talk about wrestling here in a second. Oh, okay. But just throwing that out there. Uh, real quick though, guy on the other side that I want to give a shout out to playing well. Uh, playing well. Okay. Um, number one for me has got to be Jalen Hurts. We yeah. had him so far down because we hadn't seen it, right? It was like, man, you're really just kind of backed. They were the Lions last time they made the playoffs. You back in knowing you're going to get steamrolled by whoever you play in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Jalen Hurts has come on like a bad like a bad habit, yeah. um, which has been really, really cool to see. Um, he was somebody that when we covered him in the draft, I was like, man, the Lions can get him in the second, third round to develop. I wouldn't hate it. And mm-hmm. then he goes to Philadelphia and he's killing it. So <laughs> I don't want to say I nailed that pick, but it's fine. Um, but – uh, so shout out to him for sure because you know I think he's I think Philadelphia's found their guy right now oh, AJ, Brown, AJ Brown coming into town making his case as I'm a top ten receiver and it's not really an argument yeah. anymore and making making this uh, Dallas Eagles yeah. game on, huge on Christmas Eve huge absolutely there let me, are let me some fact check that Christmas yeah Christmas Eve there are some games right now them that game is going to be big you've got. Uh, isn't Washington and the Giants this week too? Is yeah, that, Sunday yeah. football. Washington and the Giants, Lions, Jets. Those are playoff matchups right there. I mean, I obviously the Lions and Jets are in different conferences, but like those all have massive playoff implications yeah. for everywhere around. It's it's gonna be a fun. Can, can we? Can I bring up a yeah a college football topic offhand? Yeah, sure. That was just kind of not bothering me. <laughs> okay, but I just kind of want to bring it to your attention to see if. How we're feeling on this topic? Probably upset, but it's okay. No. Okay. <laughs> so this whole this college football expansion yeah. we mentioned like literally probably about forty five minutes ago. We brought it up at one point. I said college football expansion. Mm-hmm. Then it got in my head, and now we're talking about playoff matchups. Mm-hmm. How how are you feeling about this expansion? How like going into it? How, how are you feeling about it? Are I'm you, excited. You're, you're pro expansion. I'm pro, I'm pro expansion. Yeah, I okay. think I now. Here's the caveat to that a little bit is I've actually been thinking about this actually a little mm-hmm. bit is it's it's better in the sense that the top six to seven teams that you actually think have a chance of winning a national championship. They're all just in. They're it. all in. Yes. After the top six, though, those four 12 matchups mm-hmm. are going to be blowouts. And, Probably. And, and you're not going to get very good football in a good chunk of those games. And the reason I say it's like you see a team like Penn State, they're what, seven, eight, nine, something yeah. like that. So, okay, let me. And, and they get killed by both Ohio State and Michigan. That's the game you're going to see in those first couple rounds of the playoff. Yeah. So, in okay. Expansion. Yeah. So, if we. Yeah. Uh, I really hope I can just pull this up. And it'll just you be probably like, can. Just, that, or you can just find the current rankings, right? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, like, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, let me, let me look at photos. So, yeah. Because uh, I didn't save it. I meant to save it because yeah. I meant to bring it up one day, and then Michael Merkel just doesn't do his job properly. So that's <laughs> that's on me. Well, we'll uh, I'll put it's a camera on that one. day, buddy. You can, you you have the rule of the roost, bud. That is not the right one. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll go yeah. off memory because yeah. I, I think I remember. Well, just well, I mean, just go. But anyway, so yeah. I guess the the point was the idea because I think this expansion will be really fun. Yeah. Because if you talk about this year. The, the conference championship games mm-hmm. meant close to nothing. Oh, nothing at all. 
And the fact that Michigan can win can win or lose the Big Ten title game and they still get in is. But I think, and then with the expansion, TCU lost. Yeah, but like I think with the expansion, yeah, like the idea that Purdue wins mm-hmm. and now they're guaranteed in, yeah, makes it very interesting. Absolutely, because Michigan will still be in, and Michigan then can't have a bye. Right, they're at minimum five. They're at minimum, it'd have they're, to be a five. Right. If not, maybe even like slides Six, down even. Right. I think that's all interesting. I do think the one thing I am worried about. Mm-hmm. is the regular season, yep. not as a whole in general, yep. but for a game like Michigan-Ohio State, where yep. every game every year it's like, it this is the biggest game of the year. Right. Like this year, if yep. there was a 12-team playoff, wouldn't have mattered at all. I don't think, I, like, I don't think anyone would have really cared. No, and here's the thing about that. It's, it's a double-edged and, sword. And I think it's the same thing when it, it went to like four teams and the bowl game stopped it caring yes. because then it was like, okay, you beat Michigan, you win the big 10. Now you're going to the Rose bowl. And that right. meant now it's like the final four. So now it's like, if Michigan's like the 10 seed going into Ohio state or Ohio state, so it's like, this game doesn't mean anything now. Right. And I'm just like worried that the iron bowl and yeah. some of these really big games I, that you yes. look forward to are going to Tennessee, Alabama. It's going to be like, they're one in three. They'll both make the playoff at one point right. as a 12. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Um, however, I think overall, I think it's going to be more good than bad. I a thousand percent agree with you that the regular season, um, those big rivalry games are going to mean less or just the big games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see a couple things. I think you're going to see, um, I think you're going to see kind of a, a weird kind of surge happen in scheduling where I think teams are going to maybe back off a little bit on scheduling those cross rival. Like I don't think if you're Ohio state, you really want to go play Oregon because you can just run the table against the big 10 and have a one loss to Michigan and be like, okay, we're the number seven seed and we can be with anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you're going to see a little bit of that. Um, But I think overall, I think just getting to the point where there is no longer a team backing in to this, there's not a team. And and I think what, at the end of the day, what it's going to do is it's going to force certain conferences like the Big Ten's going to go away with get away with the divisions. They're going to go away oh, thousands. Beca- because they have to because then Michigan Ohio State becomes relevant again mm-hmm. because it's now for the Big Ten title. Yeah, and it's for the buy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So if we swing this back, so I finally yeah. found it. I'm okay. a good ho- co-host here. Woo. Um. So we would have Georgia, Michigan, Utah, Kansas State getting buys, which is wild. Which is wild. So the first round match would be Ohio State versus Tulane, winner versus Kansas State. Tulane. That would be Ooh. a bad one. Yeah. Um, TCU. That's a fifty-six nothing game at half. Yeah. TCU Penn State winner Ooh. plays Utah. That's a fun one. James Franklin gets to say maybe competed with a good team. Alabama USC plays Michigan. Oh wow! Michigan got the raw end of the stick on this side, didn't they? Oh uh, shit! Tennessee plays Clemson. Winner would play Georgia. I'd rather play Tennessee or Clemson over or yeah. Bama. It's just like the eight. Not yeah, like no, the, I know. I'm just, seven, I'm just thinking my mind. Like, no, um, but yeah, so that's like how the playoff would yeah. look this year specifically. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot of fun, a really fun time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I just, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, what do you, you like the tradition of the regular season big games or no. are you really excited for the, no, I'll take the playoff over that because and I will too, I, I, I'm but. tired of the, I don't love, I don't like the, maybe it's just because the big 10 specifically does this. And that's why it irritates me. I hate the fact that Michigan, Ohio state w- would have uh, until things change, which they're going to have to, 
will never play in the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. They're clearly far and away the two best Big Ten teams, and it's not close. I'm sorry. Purdue loses to Michigan by 100 every single time they play. They lose to Ohio State by 100 every single time they play. These two teams will beat every team in the Big Ten every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's not a good team in the Big Ten outside of them, too. State sucks. Penn State's a fraud. Maryland's not good. Iowa su- They're all terrible. At least right now. Right. Like, I'm talking about this season in particular, right? So the fact that Michigan can beat Ohio State or Ohio State beats Michigan, and you already know that there's a 0% chance that anybody on the other side is going to beat you, it's the dumbest and the biggest waste of time. And yet somehow Fox managed to milk six and a half hours for that damn game. It's ridiculous. What you should be more concerned about when it comes to college football landscape is the NIL and and the transfer portal. Because what's going to happen is you're going, and you're already starting to see the impact of this a little bit. Is you're going to see big time players who maybe have a rough year or whatever, right? Go to the portal and they shake everything up for one year, mm-hmm. and it's going to start to become what the NCAA basketball is turning into, where you're going to have guys come in as graduate transfers who think that hey, listen, I just got to have one year to get in the league, right? They're going to come in and transfer over or you're going to get that highly recruited five-star freshman because you're going to pay up the ass to sign him because mm-hmm. now you can pay these kids. Those are the two things that you really got to start paying attention to because that's the stuff that is going to either widen the gap yeah. with big-time programs or close the gap because teams are finally going to go, we have to start paying. We start. We have to start paying for players. Yeah, I think, um, I think recruiting will be better with the expansion, yes. I think the transfer portal is a thing that's going to hurt a lot. Because, like you said, I think be because I think I think right now, like I think there, what is it, like nineteen teams have made the final four since yeah. like twenty fourteen, right? And like four teams make every. There's forty eight possibilities. Only nineteen teams have made it or something, right? Like different teams. So, like if I was a five star kid, I'm going to Clemson, Alabama, Michigan, right. Ohio, Ohio State, State, right? Or uh, Oklahoma for like a a quick second at Georgia Georgia. or like the six or seven teams I'd go to. I think with the expansion, I think recruits would more like, like, oh, maybe I could go to Penn State, get in as a 10 seed, and then you could see what happens. And I can be a starter there. I do think the transfer portal, though, is like if I'm a fifth year senior and I need that one big shot year, you transfer over to one of these USC, can I come for a year? You're missing a quarterback. Michigan, do you need a quarterback for a season? Yeah. I'll come. come. I'm totally cool with that. And it's like they come in, have a big year, and then it it kills all the small schools. For sure. So I think that's interesting. Uh, Real quick on the college football side, too, just while we're kind of chit-chatting. And we do have two big wrestling topics that I want to get to. But um, the uh, um, Deion Sanders being hired by Colorado. Fast. Have you seen any of this stuff? A little, yeah. Okay, the yeah. videos and stuff oh, where he's so like, funny. you guys better transfer now because you're not going to make it. I died. Um, thoughts on Dion going to Colorado? Do you think he's going to succeed? Just just off the – I mean – I th- I think it's going to be really good for him. I think he's going to do great, personally. And he I'm recruits a, like a mother. I'm a, I'm a really big fan of, like, big – like, I feel like Dion – and there's, like – I can name probably, like, five guys off the top of my head where they're just, like, these big personality guys that, like, definitely could just get someone – Get well, here's to the play thing for you know what I mean. It's like bringing a guy like Deion Sanders to Colorado. Yeah. Well, again, it's going to make the team. And, That's the and thing. their their timeline yeah. is going to be like the second year of the twelve team expansion is when they're going to start being like yeah. nine and three. 
right. ten and two, right. and maybe and making be right it. on in it. And then you know what's going to happen? He's going to leave and go to Florida State or something to his alma mater. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, here yeah, we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting. No, year. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I mean, <laughs> go from a one and eleven team to seven and five next year probably in literally a heartbeat I just for thought having his, him. If you haven't, you got it. I'm talking to the that, fans. That video was If you guys haven't though. seen the video of him introducing himself and being like, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you guys aren't going to make it, so you better get in that transfer portal now. And he's like, any questions? Yeah, we're bringing a quarterback. He's right here. Yeah, we're bringing this guy. Yeah, we're bringing this. We, I'm already bringing guys. I will say, and I was if, like, I was, if I was the quarterback, I'd, go, God damn it. I'd be like, ah. And I, all I know is that one kid is like, are you keeping any of the current staff? And he goes, probably not. <laughs> and I was just like, ooh, yeah. this is good. You I guys also, are all also, screwed. I you was, guys are all screwed. I also loved how the uh, – who is it? The uh, – the chairman of the store yeah. or whatever was like, so we don't have the money to pay him yet. Yeah. But we're working on it. And I was like, man, you have, <laughs> so I has got like a $5 million yeah. contract. It's like, we don't have $5 million. Yeah, exactly. we, we, we're Colorado. Yeah, we, we can pay you in Buffalo meat. <laughs> Do you want for Buffalo in exchange yeah, for your contract, exactly. please? Exactly. All right. Let's, let's end the show here. Um, on a couple big noteworthy pieces coming from the WWE camp. AEW is kind of right. doing its own thing. Are we doing Sasha Banks stuff? We can hit that real quick, too. Okay, Let's do cool. that. So we've kind of got official confirmation now, right, that she negotiated her buyout, and she's going to New Japan. That's pretty much locked in, ready to go. Yep. Um, yeah, she can start she's, huge. She can start taking the bookings January 1st. Yep. Oh, convenient. Convenient. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm interested for sure. Good for her. Uh, I know she wanted big money like Becky or Charlotte, and they were like, yeah, we're just not, we're just not there on money. And. I get it. If you're a WWE guy, quite frankly, she left number one, number two. It's, you know, yeah. it's tough. I'm very interested on if she should not go to AEW. No, 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 at least not initially. Like maybe, maybe if like Burt Baker wins the title and she gets yeah. a big like pop out thing, There's but too many already there. But I will say, uh, not say I'm yeah. very interested in her style outside yeah. of wwe absolutely because we say it with like a lot of people were like wwe has their like own style oh yeah and i'm very interested like her and Kyrie saying or Kyrie mm-hmm. in a new japan ring it's like it's be interesting. what do you what do you bring she in? could be though she could be their kenny omega a thousand percent she really could she yeah. could be the women she could be the face of that women's division for the next 10 years and nobody uh-huh. would bad an eye no, no she's no, got no. the credentials she can actually work this isn't Nia Jax going over there. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a legitimate like yeah. stud in the ring. She's awesome. I think she's gonna do phenomenal. And I think what's gonna happen? She's gonna have a couple year excursion out there as long as she wants to be out there. And then she's gonna come back to WWE and keep, pick it up right where she left off. I don't want to see her go to AEW. Not because I'm an anti AEW guy or something like that, but like it's already really crowded and they've had a difficult time with the lack of television that they have. And I know it's weird to say that because they've got three hours, but let's be real here. Britt Baker's in every women's segment. It's her or Jade Cargill. Yeah. So you don't have the time to bring in a Sasha Banks in addition to Paige, in addition yeah. to – I would say you know, I would be interested in a – The matchups would be cool. Like I would be interested in like a three-month excursion in yeah. AEW yeah. where like first night in she answers like an open challenge, wins the title three, four months, mm-hmm. loses it to Britt Baker – Goes Gone. off and does yeah. New Japan. Like, I'd be very interested in a quick little thing, yeah. but she doesn't need to be like a week to week personality. Yeah. I'd much rather her be the face of New Japan, go to stardom, yeah. do anything else. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for but sure. I'm very so excited because she's excited. awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, other news coming out of the uh, 
I don't want to say divas because I don't call them divas the work, anymore. The but the, world, yeah, the women, the women's side though. Mandy Rose drops the NXT Women's Title uh, to Roxana Perez. Congratulations to her. She's like 22, dude. Isn't that yeah. crazy? There was. A, did you see that video from like Total Divas? Yes, when I she did. Was, like, in the crowd what, or something. That yeah. was wild. Yeah, she's like 13 and she's asking for stuff. It, what's crazy is she started the year as the Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, congratulations yeah. to her. But the other news coming out of that is Mandy Rose. She gone immediately after that. Which is wild. So the backstory there, right? She's got her own. She's got like an OnlyFans type site that she runs. Huh? I think it's on OnlyFans. It may be right. Um, and so and she's posting some rather explicit content apparently. Um, and so WWE's like, hey, yeah, that doesn't really fit what's going on here. And apparently they didn't really give her a choice. They're just like, hey, we're letting you go. I'm assuming it was a monetary thing as well, where she's probably making bank off of this so because of that right she is no longer part of the company so thoughts on mandy rose kind of getting the axe here kind of out of nowhere and off of her best run quite frankly yeah. 414 days that, that's, nothing to sneeze as, at. that's that's one of those as a kid yeah i would be so confused yeah, if i didn't yeah. know because you're like because, what like yeah. she like she was champion for like over a year and then she loses, and you are never going to see her ever again. Right. And they probably won't mention her no, very no. often either. Yeah. Like, her two ladies yeah. ladies in yeah. her group will be around doing stuff, and you're going to be like, where's, where's Mandy Rose? Wasn't she the leader of that group? Right. Not there anymore? Like, yeah. where'd she go? Yeah, right. Like, she's not her. Like, what? Where'd she go? Yeah, yeah she's never going to be around anymore. It's like a weird sight to see. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I expect her to pop up now. She, I definitely could see her going to AEW. I could see her going to Impact, somewhere like that. Oh, uh, she's. To, you know I, I mean? see, like, Impact. Yeah. Ring of Honor. Yeah, like right. I could, yeah, right. I could see that for sure. Um, you know, like you said, I think she's gotten better in the ring, right? She really kind of devoted her time to, yeah. to getting better. So good luck to her. And the other big story, and I don't think enough people are talking about it because I just hope think I don't think anyone's hoping it happens, is Vince McMahon is a potentially trying to see if he can finagle his way back into the WWE because apparently he got some bad advice from people by him stepping down as quickly as he did. Um I can think I can speak for the both of us when I say, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm set. As much as, you know, some of the diminishing returns have happened by some of the people coming back that w- that Triple H has re-signed, right? Like the hit rows of the world that just really hasn't hit. Um, I think we can all say that the the product as a whole is in much better shape than it was six, seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really debatable. No. When I, when I heard the report that they're going to do or they're – the plan on the table yeah. was Brock, Brock Lesnar and Gunther. I go, that would never happen with Vince. Nope. Never. And I said, perfect. Yeah. Write me in. Especially for the Intercontinental title. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so I good. Like, oh, I God. was like, that. Uh, you got a whole bunch of Rumble stuff that you could do mm-hmm. without having, like, oh, yeah. like pin well, down the, people. Yeah. Like, and I... Here's the thing, once again, and I was a very vocal proponent of people being like, thank God he's gone. I was like, I understand why you're saying that, Mm -hmm. but I also think it was a moment to take the time to say thank you because Mm -hmm. without Vince McMahon, none of this exists. But back to the point at hand, he needs to stay away. Yeah. From a WWE standpoint, it does not help them. There's going to be more coming out of this. There's no way that this just goes away. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two – You've already got the succession plan lined up, right? You've already done it. You've already pulled the trigger. Why would you revert back and 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 take three steps back now? It's like it's like, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It really would make no sense storyline-wise, um production-wise, monetarily, 
image, it doesn't do anything for Vince to come back in any sort of meaningful way. You want to come back and be the figurehead and just be the guy where it's like, hey, that's Vince McMahon. He's the head of WWE. Fine. Mm-hmm. Be the spokesperson or whatever. Cool. You still hold the most stock and all that shit. But he can't come back in in any sort of creative no. manner anymore. I'm sorry. You're 76, 77 years old. No. Go do something else. The shows Go- are like, well, th- I mean, they're not as entertaining as they were when Triple H first started. No. But they're like. They're better. Their world's better than what they were. Yeah. Like last year. So let me just say this right now: Ricochet is fighting Gunther for the Intercontinental Title, and it means something. Yeah, today, probably right now. Probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's like that's the yeah. reality of it, right? Is right there. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is a main event guy again. Yeah. Kevin Owens, main event guy. Yeah. Those things with matter. This, with this fresh haircut I just saw. Yeah. Sami Zayn. Yeah. You got a haircut? Yeah. Does he look good? How's he? He looks just like Roman Reigns. Oh, does he really? Yeah. That's look it up. Fan on Twitter. It's like it's, it's all over. Seriously? Yeah. Sorry, what? Guys. Look up just just type Sami Zayn, okay, on Twitter. It's probably go to like photos. It's probably the first Sami Zayn haircut. Yeah, he's like sitting on a (laughs) chair. (laughs) He's got the bun and like the fresh cut beard. (laughs) It's pretty good. That makes me so happy. Oh my gosh, that's great. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn should definitely just win the rumble. Just throwing that out there. Um, but it's fine. Anyway, I'm still on this Cody boat. I mean, I am too, but you know, I, I, I've got options. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show guys. Next week, we've got our best of, right? We're naming MVPs. We're naming top guys. We're naming top moments. And we're talking college football. How many Slovenians can I put in this? One. <laughs> There's only one that matters. Yeah. Number one in your playbooks. Number one in your hearts, ladies and gentlemen. But he wears number 77 on the court. Figure it out. Which is the most random ass number possible. Everyone's like, what number do you want to be? 77. Great. That's like you. That's the guy. You, that's the number you give to the guy who's got a 10-day contract that you know is never going to make the team again. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. We will see you guys, as always, next time.